Good morning, church. It was louder from one person behind me than like 40 or 50 people in front of me. So we're going to try that again. Good morning, church. By the way, when you see the countdown running down, that's your chance to get ready to say good morning back. It shouldn't come as a surprise. This is, this is when I started every week. Uh, so we are excited to be here to worship with you guys today. Um, whether you're here in person or watching us uh, online, we really appreciate just the time and dedication that you're putting in uh, to us, to your own spiritual journey, and to, to learning and absorbing God's word. Uh, we have a few announcements before we get started. Tomorrow we will be having our Zoom prayer meeting. We will be sending uh, those emails out tomorrow. It'll be at 7 p.m., the meeting, not the emails. <laughs> Tuesday night we will be concluding our uh, marriage series here in the sanctuary at 6.30, so if you haven't made it yet, uh, each lesson's pretty self-explanatory, so come on down and, and hit up the last one. It's for couples and singles. Teens 16 and up are invited as long as you have parents' permission, and child care is provided. If you need any more information, you can talk to Pastor Carlos. Thursday night, we will be doing our Zoom youth group meeting. Woo! Uh, the link for that will be emailed out on Thursday. I've got two youths laughing at me and not cheering, but that's fine. Um, due to COVID and um, just added safety for um, the children, the foyer doors are to remain closed and locked at all times. We're not using them as an entrance. They will be used only uh, if needed as an exit. And next Sunday is Valentine's Day. We're going to have an area set up for pictures for everyone. So couples, singles, and families are all invited. Um, and right now we're going to start our children's church. So if we could please welcome up Miss Melody, as well as all the children. Come on, kids. Come sit in the front. I brought my teddy bear today. He's all white. He's a polar bear. They're all white. Do you know where polar bears live? Where do you think they live? In the North Pole. Yes, where do you think? In the North Pole. Yes, they can live in the North Pole, and they love to live where there's snow and ice. And because they're all white, it hides them. And do you know what their favorite food to eat is? They love to eat seals. And so because they're all white, they blend into their environment of the ice and snow, and they can sneak up and eat a seal. God made them that way. Does anybody know what the word camouflage mean? Hide. That was Ethan's answer. It means to hide. That's correct. And... Tally, would you come up? She's going to help me today. This is Tally, and she's wearing all white, just kind of like a polar bear. Thanks for helping. Do you know? Oh, stay here for a minute. Do you know what? If she goes to Mount Rose to play in the snow and she wears all white, it will be hard to find her. She will be able to hide, wouldn't she? She's like in camouflage. And her mom, Mrs. Amber, and her dad will not, that Mr. Hayes, they will not be able to see her very well at Mount Rose playing in the snow. And her brother Ethan is helping me today. He's got on camouflage. Where could you hide? In the forest. Oh, he could hide in the forest or when he goes hunting, even in the jungle. It would be hard to find him because he's wearing his camouflage. 
and he will blend in. Thank you so much for helping me. You can sit back down. No, we're not done yet. Did you know that in the Bible, it talks about hiding? We're going to read a verse in the Bible. It's going to come up in a minute. It's from the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 13. Nothing God created is hidden from him. His eyes see everything. He will hold us accountable for everything we do. God is the creator of heaven and earth, and nothing is hidden from him. Are polar bears in the snow and ice hidden from God? No. Is Tali and Ethan hidden from God in their camouflage? No. No one is hidden from God. He created us, and he knows all about us. He can even see inside of us, into our heart, minds. He knows everything about us. He knows what we think. He knows what's in our heart. Do you remember the story of, Goli of Goliath and a small boy? What did he put in his sling to kill the giant? A rock. A rock. It's true. That was amazing. God gave him the ability to kill that giant. And he was only a boy when that happened. Later in his life, he prayed a special prayer that's in the Bible. And so we're going to look at Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. It says, and remember, this is David's prayer. God, see what is in my heart. Know what is there. Put me to the test. Know what I'm thinking. See if there's anything in my life you don't like. And help me live in the way that is always right. David prayed that prayer. He wanted God, who sees everything, nothing is hidden from God, to look into his heart and into his mind. And he prayed that God would show him how to live to please God. And we can pray that way too. Let's close our eyes and have that prayer. Thank you, God, that you see us and love us. Thank you, God, that you help us and guide us. Thank you, God, that nothing you created is hidden from you. Thank you, God, for looking at our hearts. We want to live to please you. Amen. So if you are going to be here for second service, Miss AJ is going to keep talking about camouflage. Okay, thanks for coming up to hear the story. Thank you, Miss Melody, for giving us a lesson on camouflage in Hebrews. Uh, we're about to enter the time where we worship God with our finances. Uh, we want to thank everybody for being faithful in your tithes and offerings during all of this time. If you would like to give in person, we do have a tithe box in the back. You can drop it in. You can also mail in a check, or you can just do it the really easy way that Amanda and I do, which is go online. <laughs> And, and take care of it right from your own bedroom. Uh, we want to just remind everybody that God does so much with what is so little for us. He can do so much more with $10 than we could ever dream of doing with 1000 And that faithfulness is what 
drives us as a community to help pull out God's word. Uh, before we start into our time of worship, if I could have everybody bow their heads, we'll enter a time of prayer. Dear Lord, we want to come before you today. Thank you for all the blessings that have come into our lives. We ask for the humility to know that those blessings are not always our own and that we do all things through your power and nothing without it. We ask that you would help us to not be camouflaged, to be a shining light and a beacon, to draw people who are not near you to be near to you. We ask that you would help us in our quest to disciple others. And we ask that you would make this church a cornerstone in this community. That through us, we can take your message to everybody in the valley and that through your power, we could take it across the world. We ask for the strength and humility to listen to Pastor Carlos's message today and take it into our own hearts and to put it into our own practice. In your name we pray, amen. Morning church, let's all stand to our feet. Sing this chorus with me. When I wake up in the land of glory, with the saints I will tell my story There will be one day that I proclaim When I wake up in the land of glory With the saints I will tell my story
Jesus, just that name. I'll sing it out. And Jesus, 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 just that name.
presence of God, the presence of God Almighty. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you for this beautiful weather, for the, for the snow on the mountains and the sunshine that we can see, the blue sky. We give you praise on a sunny day. We give you praise on a rainy day. We give you praise on a cloudy day. We give you praise and glory on a good day. And we still sing praises to you even if it's a bad day. For you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be worshipped. You are worthy to be glorified. What an honor, what a privilege it is. Touch your heart this morning. Touch a life. Inspire our youth. Inspire our child. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for being here. Go before me. Speak before me. Not our will, but this morning, your will be done. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you. Thank you, worship team. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's so good to be in the house of God. Amen. 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 It's so good to see your faces, sisters. It's good to see you this morning. Uh, Brothers, good to see you. Hallelujah. Soul, it's good to see you and your beautiful family. Good morning. Good to see you, folks. Emily and Jeff, good to see you guys. Welcome back. Amen. Dolores, it's good to see you. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, who came ready to hear the word of God? Amen. You know, sometimes guys aren't the smartest people. <laughs> Honey, you weren't supposed to laugh there, but it's okay. Um, I want to say real quick, <laughs> thanks, Jack. Um, I want to say uh, to all those watching online this morning, um, man, thank you so very much for, for joining with us, and I know you want to be here, um, but I just found out today, I'm not too sure, uh, Lynn was telling me we have people watching now, and um, I don't want to stay the state, but we were at three states for it, now we're like at six states, folks. Isn't that an amazing thing? God is so good. And, um, all those who are watching online, we want to say thank you for joining us. Um, we are Home Church of the Nazarene, and I want to give a big shout out also to uh, our brother Luke on the soundboard this morning. Thank you. I want to give a big shout out to Michelle, who is our computer uh, whiz back there. <laughs> and of course, um, uh, Pete and Israel for all they do back there on the. Uh, thank you. I'm sorry, sister. Mark Butler. Mark Butler, amen. Thank you, Mark Butler. Amen. Awesome. You know what? How about this? I want to thank all you guys. Amen? Hallelujah. Yes, amen. Um, so there was a, a guy who walked into a uh, uh, bar. It was pretty dark inside, and He's hungry, and he goes in. The waitress says, what would you like to eat? And so he says, I'd like to get some coffee. And she says, okay. And she says, what do you do for a living? Looked like he was having a bad day. He said, I'm a comedian. She goes, oh. She goes, he goes, you know, would you like to hear a joke? And she goes, sure. He goes, well, it's a blonde joke. She goes, well, I'm a blonde. And see the cook there? She's a blonde, too. 
she's ex-marine and the lady who's helping me right here is training she's blonde and she fights MMA on the weekends the guy thinks about it says nah I don't want to have to explain myself three times I can, I can say that uh, with confidence because my wife is the most beautiful. She has red hair right now, but w yeah, when I first met her, she was, uh, she's a blonde, and she's the most smartest blonde I've ever known, and she's way smarter than me. So amen. Yeah, amen. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> hallelujah. Sometimes guys aren't the smartest. This morning, I, I've titled this sermon, Will You Be My Valentine? Who said yes? <laughs> Matt, I'm already married, brother, and we don't, we don't do that in this church, but that's next week's sermon, all right? No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> for those who are watching online this morning, my brother Matt, I asked, will you be my valentine? My brother Matt said, yes. Uh, that's brotherly Christian love, amen? Amen, all right. Uh, will you be my valentine stems and comes from, uh, really, to be honest with you, um, it's something I always wanted to say when I was a young man. Uh, when I went to public school, I got asked, asked out a lot, you know, to dances and things. And my parents brought me up and told me, you know, Carl's dating is not a game. It's not something you play with. It's not something, um, if that's something you want to do, pray and ask God for that special someone when you're ready to date, when you're out of age. And I say, well, my, Tommy's dating and he, they're dating and he has three girlfriends and he's only 10. It's like... <laughs> Uh, we, we don't, we're not involved in Tommy's life. That's between him and God. But as for me and my house, Carlos, uh, if you're going to live under this roof, uh, when you're ready to date, and uh, that I was, you know, when you're 10 years old, 11, that just seems so far away. And so I remember being at the altar praying, Lord, God, I pray that you bring me a beautiful lady one day, God, a girl who's saved, a girl who loves you, a girl who makes enchiladas. <laughs> And God brought me a girl that not only makes enchiladas, but a lot more than that. Amen. Uh, just a wonderful. Uh, I couldn't be. I remember when Ricky first walked in the church, we were having a revival. She stepped in. She walked in from another church. And uh, I was on the drums. And I remember seeing her. And I'm like, wow. All of a sudden, my hands started getting real sweaty. I got nervous. I had to go to the bathroom and check my hair, you know, look at my tie, <laughs> make sure everything was looking good, you know. And, uh, yeah, will you be my valentine? And so my father and uh, uh, people who I looked up to gave me points, gave me things in my life that has helped me uh, be her valentine. Um, and so I pray that to this morning speak to married men, single men, um, teenagers, even if you're under 10. Kids, hear me this morning. Um, so today we're going to look at the scripture. And today we'll be focusing on, on guys. Uh, but next week we're going to be, next week is obviously Valentine's Day. Ladies, that's going to be your day. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be beautiful. And so, but this morning, uh, gentlemen, hear me out. I think our world's glasses if the world had any glasses, it's really blurry when it comes to what a saved man looks like. What a, what a godly man looks like. Yes, Luke, you're a godly man. <laughs> Amen. And it, 
It doesn't help when some women are attracted to the wrong kind of guy. Let's be real. You know, they like those bad boys, you know. Um, that's why my wife liked me. I was a bad... No, I'm joking. I wasn't... I'm just playing. I wasn't a bad boy. You know, um, you know, I know we think because he goes to church, he's saved. I know we're happy because he comes to church. We think everything's okay. But what does he do when the church doors are closed? What is your lifestyle like uh, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? So I want to look at four traits this morning. I actually had like eight, and uh, we would be here till probably, I'd say, one o'clock this morning if I did all eight. You're supposed to say that's okay, Pastor, but it's okay. You missed it already. It's okay. Um, I want to look at four traits this morning for, for the guys and, and for the girls. Honestly, if you're looking for that potential someone, that you, hopefully you're praying. You're praying, Lord, if that's what you want. If you want to get married, you want to meet somebody, you want to have a companion, you're praying, Lord God, give me, give me somebody that has these traits. And we'll see if, if this person you're talking to or someone that you, you're thinking about maybe uh, measures up to these four traits. I have to be honest, though. Um, no guy here on this earth uh, fits these, uh, has these four traits perfectly. There was only one man who met all these traits perfectly, and his name was Jesus. And he didn't get married yet. He's coming for his bride, though, one day. He's coming for his bride. But we need to have some kind of standard. We need to have some kind of uh, goal. And my assignment is to raise the standard of what you do, brothers, in your life. And what women should look for in men when dating, engaged, or even married, too. And so the key word on all these traits, or I should say points, is the word willingly. Somebody say willingly. 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 He willingly does these things. He's not forced. You don't have to beg me to come to church. Uh, you don't have to bribe me. I willingly, you willingly, he willingly serves God. He willingly wants to do what's right. So my first point is willingly walks with God daily. First Chronicles 16:11 says, "Seek the Lord and His strength, seek His face evermore." What it's saying is, it's a daily thing. You're, it's a lifestyle of obedience, of pursuing God. That's what a godly man looks like. He, he's not doing what he wants to do. He's doing what is best for the family, what's best for his siblings, what's best for his future, what's best for God. He does that by seeking God, by pursuing God. You know, church, I wish I could stand here, guys, and say every morning I've woken up and I said, you know, I'm going to pray for two hours. I'm, gonna, I'm sleeping with my Bible and I wake up and just God's in my mind every day. I would, that would be a lie. It'd be a lie if I told you I never, never had argued with my kids, never argued with my wife. We don't have bed. That would be a lie. There are times even I, and I'm sure you, maybe, hopefully, maybe, I don't want to be the only one here, don't feel like doing the right thing. Don't feel like praying. We don't feel like reading our word. 
Uh, we're tired. We've had a long day. We've, we've had a long night. And, but sometimes even my flesh doesn't want to do the things. And, and, and so you, when that happens, you end up being on this roller coaster. There's this, you're up and down. There's no stability. And that's why this, this one thing that, that, that helped me in my life, I pray this morning, guys, that you seek this and you want this. And that is the word accountability. When you're accountable to somebody, God, number one, but when you're accountable, it helps you. It helps you. When I, I See, I'm accountable to Pastor Steve Scott. I have some accountability. And so I'm able to go to him and seek when I have questions or if I have concerns or if there are things in my heart, things in my mind, there's something I can, there's someone I can go to. Do you have, who are you accountable to this morning? Guys, who are you accountable to? Who's that person you go to? When it comes to the things of God, it's an amazing thing to have a prayer partner, to have somebody you can, you can read the word with, someone that can disciple you on a daily basis or a weekly basis. But how many know pride makes us think that we don't need anybody's help? Pride makes us think we got it all on our own. Pride makes us think, man, I don't, I don't want the people to know what my problems are. I don't want the pastor to know what I'm going through. So sometimes we're not able to pursue God fully because there's no accountability. I have accountability with the board. I'll be honest with you. This morning, the pillow was so comfortable. I didn't feel like coming this morning. But I'm accountable to, one, you folks. And I'm accountable to the board. I'm accountable to God. Having some accountability. Something else that helps husbands... Uh, teenagers, guys, is having family prayer time. When's the last time you sat with your family and just said, hey, we're going to pray. We're going to pray as a family. We're going we're gonna to get a hold of God. More than just praying for your food, but, you know, this thing... Um, I want to say, guys, don't be hesitant. I want to be careful how I say this. Don't be hesitant to, uh, to pray, um, even if your wife prays better than you. Even if your wife may seem more spiritual than you. Um, you don't have to pray as long as your wife prays. I mean, you know, this thing between you and your wife, it's not a competition. God's not too concerned, guy, uh, gentlemen, whoever you are, where you're at right now, but he's more concerned about where you're headed. And praying with your family, you're headed in the right direction. And it doesn't have to be some long prayer. When's the last time you just said, Lord God, thank you for my family. Thank you for my kids. Thank you for my church. Thank you for our awesome pastor. Oh, you don't have to say that. He already knows. He already knows. I'm joking. Thank you for, thank you for life. Thank you for the roof that's over our head. When's the last time? In Jesus' name, amen. This thing, fathers, leading your children, leading your house into prayer, it's not a competition. It's not who prays better. It's, 
is you leading your family, leading your home, you and your wife together. Amen. Also, something else that helps, another point I have right here, it's not really a point, it's more of a sub-point, uh, right here is um, start memorizing Scripture. Memorizing Scripture is an amazing thing. Psalms 119 says, uh, verse 11, your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. That is so powerful. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. If I went around this room this morning and asked, what scriptures do you memorize? What scriptures would those be? At least one or two. What scriptures do you, what scripture do you go to when you're at work and you know, you're having a bad day. What scriptures do you go to? What scriptures just come to mind? Memorizing scripture is an amazing thing. You know, I thought I could memorize scripture until I met Pastor Barb. She's like a, it scares me. We'll be in staff meeting and I'll be, we'll be talking about something and she'll just blop out Matthew 1, 3. And I'm like, yeah, she's right. We'll be talking about something else. Ephesians 6, 2. You know, I don't even use my Alexa anymore or Google, I just go to Barb. Amen. Think about getting rid of my phone now. I just have Barb. Amen. Number two, point number two. A saved man willingly worships God. He's not afraid to give God the praise that God deserves. What scares me is we can praise and yell and celebrate for our favorite sports team but not for Jesus. The Super Bowl is today. There's going to be hairy guys taking their shirt off, painting their bellies and chest green and blue and who knows whatever color, which is cool. Hey, that's fine. I, 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 get, I get crazy for my team. But if I can get crazy for my team, can I let get crazy for Jesus who died for me, who saved me, who, who loves me? Can I not get crazy for God? Jesus is worthy of praise. He's worthy of us clapping our hands. He's worthy of us raising our hands, singing praises. Josh shouldn't have to ask the, the, the church, hey, raise your hands with me, clap with me. It should be something that just comes out because we want to praise the living God. We want to worship his name. Somebody said, well, that's not my personality. Well, that's why we need the Holy Spirit because he gives you the power and the courage to do something that your personality can't do on your own. Psalm 63.3 says, guys, listen, because this is, this is David right here, because your loving kindness is better than, than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. I like what he says right here. Your loving kindness is better than life. And he says, verse 4, I will bless you while I live. I will praise you while I live, Lord. Not while I'm in heaven with a harp. 
I will praise you right now. I will worship you. Number three, a saved man willingly witnesses to others. When's the last time we told somebody about Jesus? The gospel is so powerful right here. It says in Romans 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. The gospel is so powerful that when you tell someone about Jesus, the problems and the sin that they have in their life, when they accept Christ, is broken. Is broken. Chains are broken. When's the last time you told someone about Jesus? When's the last time? And please, and and hear me out. I don't care if you're extrovert, introvert. I've met the most introverted people be, I've seen them be the most evangelistic. People that don't, that, don't, that don't do well in crowds, that can't speak in front, I've seen, them be the mo- I've seen them be more evangelistic than me. Bring more people to church. When's the last time you've invited someone to church? Told somebody about Jesus. Single ladies, if you're talking to a guy, listen to me, for the future, if you're watching online, if you're talking to a guy and he hasn't talked about Jesus in a week or two, He hasn't talked about God and you get to know him. Uh, Have a good day. It's been three weeks and you you haven't said anything about Jesus. I think my wife, she has a good way of being mean but nice at the same time. She would have said, "Uh, have a blessed day, Carlos. Bye. (laughs) What? It's been, it's been two weeks. Listen, when you connect with a man that's saved, a man who loves God, he in return will love you the way God wants him to. Acts 1, 8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. You see that word witness? To me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Number four, a saved man willingly has godly convictions. A saved man has godly convictions. I don't know about you, but I know my wife, it puts peace at her heart to know that she, she can rest her head at night knowing that I have, there's some convictions that I have in my life. She knows where I stand when it comes to certain things. She doesn't have to guess. She doesn't have to think, is this? Are we going to the party or not? Is my husband going to get plastered tonight or not? She doesn't have to, because there's some convictions that God has laid on my heart. There's some things I just can't compromise with. There's There's some things a godly man won't do. Psalms 1 right here says, blessed is the man. You guys see that? Blessed is the man 
who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. This is so important. Men, guys, single, married, teenager, this is so important to know what you're going to stand for. When the word of God is in you, when you're praying, when you're fellowshipping with brothers of, of Christ, when you're, when, you're, when you're in the word, this is what's going to come out. You know what you're going to stand for. You know what you're going to believe. Why? Because you're, you're planted, you're grounded by the rivers of water. The tree is not going to get up from one side of the river and go to the other side. Why? Because it has roots that go run deep. The roots run deep. It's not like one of those trees that just go into the river and now it's miles away because that tree didn't have no root system. It, it got decayed, died, it, it decayed. It got chopped down. Your tree is not going to go from one side, of the, one side of the lake to the other side of the lake. Ladies, when you come back, the tree is right where you left it. I noticed my wife said amen. Man. The tree is right where you left it. It says right here, whose leaf does not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does will prosper. And number four, the ungodly, look at this right here. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. You know, I don't have the, I don't have the scripture in here, but a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Somebody who's double-minded. Somebody who, when you have no convictions, somebody say convictions. Somebody say convictions with me. A saved man has convictions. He's not blown with the wind. He, he stands firm with what the word of God says. We have a problem with our culture in this community that is blown away by every wind. They say, hey, marijuana is good now. It's okay. You can, hey, roll one up, brother. Let's smoke a joint. Okay. No. There's some convictions. There's some standards. Well, it's legal now. And he's blown away with that. The crowd says it's okay to have an abortion. And we flow with that. It's okay to, to, to have sex before marriage. And we flow with that. I'll take it a step further. It's okay to have same-sex marriage. And we flow with that. Amen. 
I thought I was in the wrong church for a second. Let me tell you this morning, this world ain't going to change me. We are trees planted by rivers of water this morning. And I believe the scriptures. I believe the word of God. No one can change my mind. No one can think me dead. No matter what party it is. Or I'm a Christian. Jesus died on the cross. Was buried. And rose again for my sins. He's the only way to make heaven my home. That's something I will never, it's a conviction. I live with it every day. People might not like that statement because it's not politically correct. Jesus is the only way? No, there's no, no, no. Jesus is the only way. Some people might call me foolish like they did when I was in school, but my convictions run deep. I might be all alone at the workplace and at school at home, but no matter what, my roots run deep. When the storms of life come and the wind blows, guess what? I will not be shaken. Guys, do you have godly convictions? I want to say, too, if you've known somebody who has had an abortion, they are more than welcome to our church. If you know someone who is struggling with homosexuality, they are more welcome to our church. We are all in need of a savior. We love everyone and anyone here. But somebody's not gonna tell me that it's okay, that stealing's okay that I'm a victim of the system when the word of God tells me differently. Can I get an amen? Amen. Brothers, brothers, gentlemen, do your convictions, do they run deep? Do they run deep? Ladies, I've seen men that have none of these traits Absolutely none. But a praying wife, a wife who's serving God, I've seen those very men at the altar giving their lives to Jesus. Don't lose hope. Because their wives pray for them, they honor them, they love them. And this is right here for the girls real quick. Even if you're 15, younger, or older, let me tell you something. A man who honors you will never stop loving you. A man who respects you will never stop protecting you. A man who values you will never stop telling your worth. A man who listens to care will always understand you. But before you can picture all of this, it takes a man of God 
that already has a vision on how to treat a lady. Gentlemen, Valentine's Day is coming up. Don't forget. Don't forget Valentine's Day. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Guys, obey him. Obey God. Love your family. Love your kids. When you go home, say, you know, we're starting something new. We're going we're gonna to pray every day. We're going to pray every night. We're going to take five minutes of our day, and we're just going to pray together as a family. Five minutes. Can we do five minutes? And if your kids say, I don't want to pray. I am not praying. Say, guess who's praying tonight? <laughs> we'll do it together. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Amen. Gentlemen, this one was for you today. Uh, I say this in love. I say this with all compassion. Um, we need to have accountability. And we need to have these traits working in our life. These are things that we need. We can't, we can't bypass this. Man, many do. Many, many bypass this. They never do it. And I'm telling you, you're missing out on a, on a big blessing. You're missing out on future you're missing out on a, on a life lived for God. Most importantly, God's destiny that he has for your life. You're missing out. And so this morning, um, this morning we're going to do something a little different. This morning I just want you to pray. I just want you to pray. I just want you to, to, to maybe if you have some, some teenage boys or if you have some kids, I would encourage you when we, when we sing right now, we're going to sing some songs. And we're going to worship Jesus. And if you're at home, if you're watching online with us, um, if you know uh, some men in your life, maybe your husband, this is not a time where we point fingers, where we, uh, it's a time where we get behind our loved one and we say, I'm here for you. And right now, I would just ask you, just you put your hand on him. Maybe you hold his hand. Um, if, even if you're here this morning and you want to you wanna sit next to your, your loved one, your grandfather, your whoever that is, your uncle, your friend. Hallelujah, God. We worship you. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Maybe this morning, maybe you're a father in this place and you say, Pastor, I'm not right with God. You know, I come to church, but I'm not really serving him. I'm a good, I'm a good guy. Why, why? I understand. The Bible says that we're all born with sin and we all need forgiveness. Pastor, I don't smoke. I don't cheat. I don't know. I don't know. God says that we're all sinners and we all need a savior this morning. That's you. Give God your life. Give him your heart. Ask him into your life. Surrender your will to him. I'm sure you're an amazing father. I'm sure you're an amazing grandfather. But you can be so much more with God. Your children look up to you. My children look up to me. And we need God to be in the center of our life. So this morning, wife, if you're sitting with your husband, I would encourage you right now, just maybe 
maybe hold his hand, maybe, maybe put your arm around him right now. Um, right now, I would ask you just do that right now. Maybe hold his hand, and, and I want you right now, as, as our brother sings, I want you to pray for him. I want you to pray for your loved one. I want you to pray for your son. I want you to pray for your husband. I want you to pray for your, your, your boyfriend. Whoever that is this morning, I want you to pray for them right now. As our brother sings this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born.
down this morning. Amen. Folks, I've been working on my time. I have people tell me that they, they miss fellowshipping in between services because I preach for three hours, so I apologize. But this morning, take this word. Guys, take it as an encouragement. Remember, let God run your life. Let God just, just embrace him fully. Be an example. Be a testimony. Be a witness. Worship him. Let's sing out that, let's sing out that song one more time, Josh. And uh, then dismiss us. Whatever God puts on your heart. Look, guys, worship the Lord this morning. Sing praises to his name. Amen. Amen. Sing up this song with our brother this morning. Amen. choices when no one is watching, to make the right decision, Lord, to put you first in our life. God, bless every person in this place as we dismiss. In your name we pray. Amen. Be blessed. You are dismissed.